What's up, Repray Share family and friends? As most of you all know, Repray Share just celebrated their two-year anniversary by hosting and having an in-person service event. And if you were there, you know we had a great time fellowshipping, worshiping, and most importantly, receiving a powerful word that was given by Jorian Wilson. And in this sermon, he talked about continuing in purpose. He looks at the life of Joseph and how he continued in purpose despite all that he faced. And ending, he looks at parts of Jesus' life and how he also most importantly continued in purpose. We hope and pray that after hearing this sermon that it resonates with you and that it empowers you to continue in purpose. And your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. 
His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and how he spoke about them. The text goes on to say that soon Joseph had another dream. And again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun and moon and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told them the dream to his father as well. And to his brothers. And his father scolded him. He said, what kind of dream is this? He asked, will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous, Joseph, his father, wondered what the dreams meant. My first point on this evening is, some revelation is only for you. You can't share everything that God has revealed to you, the dreams he's put in your heart, the vision that he's given you with everybody. We see in Joseph's story that he's sharing his dreams with his blood relatives, his flesh and blood, his family. And yet he's scolded by his father and his brothers hate him all the more. Not that we should think that we are better than others, but some people won't understand the things that God has revealed to you. And because they don't understand, they will be jealous likely, but also they may subject you to their own insecurities and doubts. So family, we must remember that some revelation is just for you. Now jumping back to the text in Joseph's story, after Joseph shares his dreams, his father sends him to check on his brothers in the field. And while he's on his way, the text tells that his brothers see him afar off, and they devise a plan to kill Joseph. So while they're devising this plan, one of the brothers comes to his rescue named Reuben. Thank you, God, for good brothers. <laughs> Reuben says, let's not kill Joseph. Let's just throw him in a cistern and let somebody else get him, right? Let's not shed his blood. He's our brother at the end of the day. So the brothers agree to that. But lo and behold, here comes some Ishmaelite traders. And so they decide to sell Joseph for 20 pieces of silver, right? They sell Joseph for 20 pieces of silver. And the Ishmaelite traders take him on to the land of Egypt. While he's on his way to Egypt, Joseph has just come from a point of having dreams, right? He's got these visions. And now he's in slavery. Which brings me to my second point. Purpose doesn't absolve us from difficulty. And to put it plainly, purpose ain't easy. Imagine you get these dreams from God. You think you're on your way up. You've been telling people you're going to be ruling. They're going to be bowing down to you. You're going to have a Lambo, some gold chains. I'm talking about jewelry. Think about you telling people all that stuff and the next day you in slavery. Now, 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 God, this is not what we had talked about. We did not agree upon these terms and conditions. You showed me that I was going to be ruling and now I'm in slavery. Something's not adding up. But what I realized in Joseph's life and in my own life is that just because you have a dream, because you have vision or purpose, it doesn't mean that your journey will be easier. In fact, it's likely to be more difficult. But, but why is that, Jory? And why will my journey be more difficult? Because when you have purpose, you're going to first of all first face haters. But not only haters, but when you have purpose, when you have a dream, when you have vision, you can't move like everybody else. You gotta move differently, right? 
You can't live any kind of way and still expect to enjoy all the blessings that God has for your life. And this is actually something that Joseph is about to learn in a few verses here. So as we get back to our story, Joseph is on his way to Egypt with the Ishmaelite traders. And when they get there, they do their thing, they make their money, they sell him to a man named Potiphar. And Potiphar is Pharaoh's captain of the guard. So we know that Potiphar is someone who is, first of all, important, but also powerful. And while Joseph is in Potiphar's house serving, the text tells us that the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of the Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of the entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administration responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, only thing that Potiphar worried about was what he was going to eat. When God is with you, he can turn our ugliest situations into our favor. And so if you can imagine with me for a moment, Joseph, he had his dreams, he's been sold into slavery. Now he's working for Potiphar and he's beginning to rise. He has a little bit of power and influence now. So I can imagine he's like, okay, Jesus, I see what you were doing. You know, we're back on track. We're back on course with the vision, right? Lo and behold, if you know the story of Joseph, here comes trouble. It said that Joseph, as he's just getting into his rhythm, I thought about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? He moves to a foreign land, got to find his rhythm, find his thing. And as soon as he gets that going, it says that Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. And says, come and sleep with me, she demanded. Now you have to excuse me, but uh, as I read, I enjoy using my imagination. So we said that Potiphar is someone of, of power, someone of influence. So you know that his girl had to be a bad. For those who may be older and you know what a bad is, she's beautiful, ravishing. She was mostly of the likes, probably of a, a Beyonce or a Megan Good or a J-Lo, whatever your type is. Find you one. Yeah. And if, if she was um, trying to seduce Joseph, I don't imagine that she was in her uh, most formal attire. It's likely that she was showing all of Victoria's secrets. But I digress. But nonetheless, we know that she is pursuing Joseph and continues to do so. But listen at this text. You can appreciate this, Sean. It says, but Joseph refused. He refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How can I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Just a sidebar, just a, an honest transparency. I said, Lord, I need strength like Joseph. Can I be real? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Can, okay, I'll be transparent. Lord, I need strength like Joseph. But nonetheless, as she's continued to pursue him, she does 
and Joseph has to run, literally run out of her presence, and she snatches his coat off, yells rape, and you know how this story goes. When Potiphar gets back home, he finds out the story, and um, as any husband would be, he's pretty pissed. So Joseph finds himself out of influence, out of power, locked in prison. All because of Potiphar's wife, lying. Which leads to point number three. We cannot compromise our integrity. As you walk in purpose, as you pursue your dreams, you don't compromise your integrity. Sure, Joseph could have slept with Potiphar's wife, but at what cost? There may have been some temporary satisfaction and benefit, but we are not focused on the temporary. We are focused on longevity when it comes to our purpose. On this journey, there will be opportunities to cheat, to take shortcuts, etc., but to what end? So now, we find Joseph locked up in an Egyptian prison. The text tells us that Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into a prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more words because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. If you are paying attention, you'll begin to notice a pattern with this story that I'm trying to emphasize in Joseph's life. And the pattern is, whatever situation Joseph is finding himself in, it says that the Lord was with him and caused everything he do to succeed. Whether he was a slave, it says that the Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. When he was in prison, the Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. When God is with you, success is inevitable. But there's something more that we want to talk about today that this passage reveals. We know that when God is with us, success is inevitable. But we also have to be mindful that as Joseph is going through each of these stages in his life, God is really giving him a glimpse of what he already has promised him in his dreams. Right? Whether he was a slave, whether he was in prison, he has been made ruler, put in authority of everything that's going on in that environment. He hasn't fully got to where he's going, but the Lord is gradually preparing him. In Potiphar's house, we saw that Joseph was placed in charge of the household. In prison, he's been placed in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph could have arrived to this prison and did not cooperate, causing a ruckus. You know how we can sometimes. But what he did was he accepted where he was, he got active, and it said that he was immediately promoted. Which leads to point number five. Walking in purpose requires our participation. This is good, y'all. Just because God gives you a dream or a vision doesn't mean you get to sit down dormant and wait for it to happen. You have to begin taking steps. Okay, y'all with me? You can't wait to walk in purpose, waiting on the title. Now imagine you want to be a pastor. You don't lead prayer. You ain't never led a Bible study. Nobody's going to make you the pastor. More related with the more of us, whatever job you work in, 
You can't be the CEO if you don't do your job right now in excellence, right? So we have to understand that walking in our purpose, whatever God has revealed to us, if we are not there yet, requires our participation. While in prison, we learn that Joseph meets Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and his baker. These two have dreams that Joseph interprets for them. And Joseph has one simple request after helping them out with their dreams. He says, when you are reinstated to your position, please mention me to Pharaoh. Yeah. Well, one of the, the baker dies and the cupbearer is reinstated, but he forgets about little old Joseph until Pharaoh himself has a dream that needs interpretation. And it says that after Joseph comes up and interprets Pharaoh's dreams, it says these are the words of Pharaoh. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of these dreams to you, clearly no one else is intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and all of my people will take orders from you. Amen. Only sitting on my throne when I have ranked higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. <laughs> then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand, placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing, hung a gold chain around his neck. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. When all this takes place, Joseph is at the ripe age of 30 years old. He received his dreams at 17, if you recall. And it's taken him 13 years just to be put in the position that God had promised him. The thing about it is that his dream has not yet been fulfilled. He spent 13 years just to get in position, but Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, right? And when he interpreted them, he told him that there would be seven years of surplus in the land and then seven years of famine. We don't see Joseph's dream come to reality until two years in the famine when his brothers and family have to come and beg for food. So all in all, it has taken Joseph 22 years to see his dream be Fulfilled. Now, I know most of us are around the age of 22, so we can't imagine spending all of our lives focused on one purpose. We don't have that much patience. We don't. But what I learned from this is that purpose is a journey and not a destination. We see this in Joseph's life, but let me give you another example that you could be more uh, familiar with. If you think about Read, Pray, Share. Read, Pray, Share did not start as what you see tonight. We started simply sharing Hear Gospel, Play Gospel on Monday mornings. From Hear Gospel, Play Gospel, we then went to Thursday night prayer sessions. From Thursday night prayer sessions, we had Saturday Bible studies. From Saturday Bible studies, we added the Wednesday morning prayer, the Sunday night prayer, uh, the Thursday night experience. And so what I'm trying to convey is that we don't get here without taking the steps. No matter what the vision is, you have to take the steps on the journey. It was Sean's continual yes, his continual pursuit of purpose, which has provided us the opportunity to be here tonight. You 
see Joseph's life and Rick share exemplify this idea that purpose is a journey and not a destination. And as I'm wrapping up this message, uh, I was reviewing my notes earlier today, and God revealed something to me. I thought I had it. I've been waiting on this download for a while. And as I was reviewing them, getting them in order like I like them, getting them nice and neat, God revealed to me, he told me that I missed it. I come to encourage you to continue in purpose, right? As we are celebrating two years, going into a third, but he told me that I missed the entire meaning of this message of Joseph's story. So he told me, Jory, go to the end of Joseph's life. Toward the end of Joseph's life. And this is what it says. When Joseph, his brothers come and they beg and he reveals himself to them, he says, but don't be upset. And don't get angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and preserve many survivors. Likewise, the purpose that God has given us is not for our benefit alone, but that we may be better serve others. That we may be a light to this world reflecting God's glory. Look around, reflect on the past two years and read, pray, share because of one individual's yes and continual pursuit of purpose, we have witnessed souls being saved, miracles unfold, lives being healed, communities being served, people being changed for the better. And this is only the beginning. So as we are on this journey, let us continue in purpose. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. Yeah. It was worth it for Joseph. Yeah. And if you ask Sean, it's been worth it for him. So my encouragement to you, brothers, and my sisters, is to continue in purpose. There were people who started out with us on this journey and really pray, share, who are no longer here. Yet, Sean, continue in purpose. Sean, you've got to continue in purpose whether it's five or five thousand. Sean, when you are not sure about this journey, you've got to continue in purpose, trusting in the Lord with all of your heart, Leaning not to your own understanding. In all your ways, you got to acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Okay. When the days are dark and hard and you feel like giving up, you have to remember Romans 8, 28, that God causes all things to work together for your good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For you must remember, if God is for you, who can ever be against you? Sean, you got to continue in purpose, my brother, because like Joseph, the Lord is with you and will cause you to succeed in everything you do. Not because you are so great, but because there is one who is greater than Joseph, who is familiar with purpose and continuing in purpose himself. This man, some call him Emmanuel, God with us. Some call him the lily of the valley, the bright morning star. Some call him Alpha and Omega. Some call him beginning and the end. But I call him Jesus personally. They tell me that he came to this earth humble as he was. With a specific purpose to fulfill. They tell me he didn't start his ministry to the age of 30. But immediately after starting his ministry being baptized. He was sent into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. But he did not succumb because I feel like he was focused on purpose. As he was walking in his ministry, he was always on the go. It tells me that he told his disciples, before you follow me, be mindful 
Foxes have holes. Birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He had to continue in purpose. I'm familiar with the passage where it says that Jesus was in great agony as he was preparing to fulfill purpose in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he was praying, they're asking, Lord, please remove this cup if possible. Nonetheless, your will be done, not mine. He had to continue in purpose. They tell me that after he left the garden against Gethsemane, one of his good friends, one of the twelve, betrayed him for 20 pieces of silver. Did he argue? Did he fight? No, he had to continue in Okay, you can help me. There we go. In purpose, yes. They tell me that they took him to the court. They marched him from courtroom to courtroom. Pontius Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. He had to continue in Yes, he had to continue in purpose, my brothers and sisters. They tell me that they stripped off his clothing, whipped him with a cat of nine tails, ripping his flesh from his body. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Yet he had to continue in purpose. They made him carry up his own cross to the hill called Galgotha. They spat on him, mocked him, crucified him between two thieves, nailed him to an old rugged cross. Yet he had to continue in purpose. They tell me that the sun refused to shine. He died. Yet he had to continue in purpose. They tell me that they put him in a borrowed grave. You know, they didn't just borrow him. How did he give him it? Continue with her. 